0: And listening to RGCWV, Random Geek Culture in West Virginia. I am your host, Luke Hersey. And uh, tonight with me, I have Mike, Greg, and Alex. How are you guys doing this evening?
1: Okay. Pretty all right.
0: So um, I I imagine that all of you guys are uh, familiar with our topics.
1: I don't know, <laughs> I don't know what the, I'm going to talk about.
0: One of the topics is one that you requested specifically.
1: <laughs> I'm excited as you are to find out what that'll be.
0: <laughs> it's Gridman. We're supposed to be talking about oh, Gridman one
1: <laughs> Yeah. Uh,
0: and then we're also talking about Star Wars and how EA has lost its exclusivity agreement with um, Disney essentially, or Star Wars, LucasArts, whatever you want to call it nowadays. Um, and um, also, we're going to be talking about the Nintendo's Direct that they had. Um, and how, yeah, it's it's great for the new fans, but us classic fans, us fans made in the 80s, were kind of left in the dust and uh, didn't get any love in this last Direct so, um, anyway, uh, anything that you guys want to say before we head out on the main voyage, let's go, let's go. <laughs> hey, <laughs> let's go. Okay. So as you guys know, um, EA has been exclusive to Disney for what the last 10 years almost has it been 10 years. Sounds about right. Yeah. And so there has been no games produced and released um, that has been Star Wars related that wasn't EA um, during that agreement period. Um, that was Battlefront. That was um, uh, Squadrons. That was all, all of that was tied into EA and I I think it was more or less that Disney just didn't know what to do with the IP versus the games. Um, So they just decided to sign it over to somebody that they considered knew the gaming market. And that's true that EA does know the gaming market, but just because you know something doesn't mean you're good at it. I mean, if you, if you, if you, if you, if you can't do something, then you, you teach it. And uh, that that's what they say, and EA pro- wasn't even good at teaching. I don't. I don't.
1: Uh, I think anyway. EA is very good at doing what they do, which is make games that are essentially a ripoff. You know, <laughs> <laughs> they they are very good at that, at uh, pushing out DLC and low effort titles that uh, that make
0: a lot of money. Right. Um. I mean. I. Yes. They did release Squadrons and Squadrons was good. And they did release Fallen Order and Fallen Order was good. But we went through so much time of just throwaway Star Wars games that it was it, it was getting pretty pitiful. It's it, it's the drop in in the barrel. It's the oh what's a better analogy?
1: Yeah, no, I don't know. Um, I exception mean, to the
0: rule. It was the exception yeah. to the rule. Okay, yeah. there you go. Yeah, so mm-hmm. anyway, um, now, now we talked about EA. I'd like to take just a second to talk about some of the titles that came out that was Star Wars related that wasn't necessarily from any specific studio that was, you know, uh, Star Wars licensed. Um, and you guys can come up with your own, but I'm going to lead us out the gate with possibly the best Star Wars licensed property, and that was Knights of the Old Republic.
1: Right. You guys play Knights of the Old Republic? Absolutely. No!
2: Never oh. played it. Uh,
1: it might be hard to go back and play a game like that nowadays, but yeah, it is absolutely... One of the best Star Wars games ever. RPG, even. Yeah, I mean <laughs> RPG, period. Um, and you know, Star Wars really does have a history of great, great titles and stinkers. That yeah, you, you remember there used to be a glut of just shoddily made Star Wars games around, like Episode One and stuff. <laughs>
3: Pod racer,
1: <laughs> right? For every uh, old Republic, there's a Jar Jar Binks Bombad racing. That's a game. There Look it go. up.
0: <laughs> Jar Jar,
1: what? Jar Jar Binks Bombad racing. No, it's it's a game. What was it, it's, it's, it? It's what was it for? Uh, I think I don't, I don't know. Uh, Etch a sketch or something. <laughs> <laughs> uh, virtual boy. Yeah, virtual boy. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Oh, man. Yeah, possibly Nintendo's worst system. I mean, I, I think the Game & Watch was actually even better than the Virtual Boy. Uh, I don't
3: even <laughs> consider that a system.
0: The, the original Game & Watch? No,
3: uh, the Virtual Boy.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah, How they, they probably... I, I'd like to look at the actual number, but I, I don't think that they even released like 30 games for that thing.
1: Not to get on a tangent, my friend Michael had one when we were kids and i thought it was amazing because like (laughs) vr was a big fad back then and uh i think people forget that
3: somebody had one in college i remember putting it on and be like wow this sucks (laughs) (laughs)
0: of
3: course this was years later
0: so getting back to our topic so uh, I, I mentioned uh, Knights of the Old Republic and we we've we've beat that um, Knights of the Old Republic 2 which was not made by Bioware who made the original um, it was actually made by Obsidian in Obsidian if uh, if you're unfamiliar with that game development company that's who made the original Fallout 1 and 2 and Fallout New Vegas and is currently a Microsoft um subsidiary now um, but can you guys think of any others that come to mind that's like really phenomenal and LucasArts counts as you know one we don't have to just leave this to licensed stuff I,
3: I would like to put it forward a nomination for the specifically the Empire Strikes Back Super Nintendo version
0: that I, knew gonna, I knew you that were going to mention was, that one
3: that was done by JVC I, did, I didn't like the, the uh, New Hope or the last or shit um, Return of the Jedi, but the, the Empire one was solid.
0: Right. And and um, I don't know if you know this, but one of the things that made that game so good was it had a rudimentary AI that to this day they still study.
3: Yeah, I remember that being a big deal when it first came out. I think that was what got me interested in it to begin with.
1: Right.
3: I didn't think I was a Star Wars fan when I bought it to be honest.
1: Don't forget about the um oh what are those called? The the Jedi the Jedi Knight series, Jedi Outcast, Jedi Academy. Right. And Republic Commando. Make another Republic Commando. It'll be awesome.
0: <laughs> yes, that was actually a pretty pretty darn good uh game. Didn't they just release re release that too? They're getting ready to, yeah. Okay. Hold on. Talk amongst yourselves. I'll give you a topic.
1: (laughs) Um, I don't know. Greg, what favorite Star Wars game?
2: I played... I'm trying to remember the names of them because I didn't like a lot of them, to be honest. I never got to play Knights of the Old Republic. Um... I did play Force Unleashed and like, the first one. I did not like the second one. Um, the second one wasn't very good. No. Um, that's about it until more recently.
3: Um, I'd also put Force Shadow of the Empire on N64, uh, although it, it was good at the time, but it doesn't hold up today. Like, I, I couldn't stand to play it right now. But I loved it back when it first came out in
1: 96 or whenever. That's a lot of N64 games kind of didn't hold up, but... Yeah, true.
0: I I went back and tried to play Shadows of the Empire like, what was it, a month ago. And I couldn't even get through the first the first level. I was like, I remember this being so much better. Exactly. Uh but you know you know, fourteen year old, fifteen year old goggles is much different than, you know, thirty eight year old goggles.
3: That, that game will be twenty five years old this year.
1: Uh, it's quarter more, of a century old got more gray hair just hearing that
0: so <laughs> um to to finish out this subject um i, I want to point out that um there is already companies that have announced that they're working on star wars titles um and i for one am excited um we might get an, an a new Knights of the Old Republic, we might get a new pod racer from made from an, another company. And the thing that I like about this more than anything is because since EA didn't have any competition, they had a monopoly on Star Wars video games. And when you have a monopoly in any industry, you aren't pushed to make a good product. You don't have any competition. But if you leave it open that anybody can do that uh, do something and pay licensing if they win that licensing and it's a small uh, s- a small company that hasn't really come out with anything before then they have something to prove and if they have something to prove that's when they make something truly phenomenal i mean yes bioware was already tested with um oh uh, jade empire but after they had Jade Empire, they were like, "Hey, let's go after Star Wars. Let's let's see if we can do Star." And they made they they used a lot of the same mechanics that they had in Jade Empire, but they they put in Knights of the Old Republic, and it was fantastic. I think and Jade I Empire
3: just came second.
1: Yeah, huh? Jade Empire came <laughs> after both of those.
0: I'm pretty sure that they were working on it before.
1: Yeah. I, I don't know well, the history of it but i get we'll, your we'll point. You gosh that.
0: now i'm an idiot no yeah, you
1: are but um <laughs> that's okay, that's okay. You, you, you got fact checked in real time and that's the important thing yeah yeah
0: <laughs> that's it, why we have these discussions yeah
1: the the point i i agree with the point though that uh ea with no competition has no drive to you know make anything to drive up sales
0: right they've well, got lots it, of other ips and if you throw enough but darts at the wall, one of them's gonna hit a bullseye. I
1: mean, if they're making Madden money; they don't care. Yeah,
0: right. That's, All right, that's
1: like their company motto. EA. Okay, it is their company you'll motto. You'll buy it anyway. Oh,
0: yeah. Exactly. <laughs> EA Sports buy the game. <laughs> okay, well, moving on. We, uh, we we've we've beat this one. This has uh, been good. Beaten ground. Um. So, Alex, I believe you have a topic for tonight.
1: Yes, I want to tell you about this anime that I, I watched recently. Ssss Gridman. That which I'm just going to call it Gridman from now on, because <laughs> that's that's, that's uh, fine. That's an That's an obtuse title. Um, Gridman. It, it drew my interest. Because there's there's a story behind it, okay. When I was a kid, I was big into Power Rangers, all right. And the the actual Power Rangers toys were really expensive, so I got like the knockoff, something called Superhuman Samurai Cyber Squad, okay. <laughs> because it was much cheaper than the Power Rangers toys. I wanted the Megazord, but I got like the Kmart Megazord. And that was because it was cheaper. And, you know, I, I didn't know what Superhuman Samurai Cyber Squad was. It, that was just the, the, the branding of them. I didn't know what that was. To me, it was the Megazord from, from Power Rangers. Those were my Power Rangers. And it wasn't until much, much later that, like, I looked those up because I started thinking about those things. Like, what even was that? So you, you you look it up and find that there was a show in the United States, Superhuman Samurai, that was a like a, a re-release, an American re-release of a Japanese show, Denko Chojin Gridman or Gridman the Hyper Agent, and it was one of those very much in the in the vein of Power Rangers there's an evil overlord from space that sends down monsters and then giant robots fight those monsters cuz you know cuz that's 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 what it is that's the format because of reasons because reasons and you know they they were combiner robots and looking back on it that's a really cool toy and i'm sure it's in a box in my dad's house somewhere maybe i'll dig it up someday that <laughs> they were like three separate robot toys that you could combine them around like transformers and make them into a big robot and that was pretty cool but then there was another figure called uh called Gridman who you could like put the robots on him so that he wears them like armor to make him into an even bigger robot and and they were pretty cool toys to be able to do both of the of those things uh maybe maybe i'm just remember it cooler than it was well anyway uh last year i believe it came out they made an anime series about gridman and um the only reason that i that i watched it was to to see my old childhood action figures uh, you know in, in action in a, in a show in a new show and it was pretty cool it 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 leans really hard into like the the tokusotsu style of which is what power rangers is that monster of the week evil overlord sends stuff wants to take over the world the Gridman has to stop them, so they combine all their robots together in the same sequence every time to save money, <laughs> you know. And, um, yeah, SSSS Gridman, it's, I have a hard time recommending it, like, despite this fact that I'm excited about it, that's why I chose it as, as my topic, because it's something that I'm excited about, but I don't know if other people would really like this. it's, it's got a weird plot, like even by anime standards, it's kind of weird. It's kind of weirder than usual. Um, it is, it's like watching animated Power Rangers. So if you're not into that, you probably won't be into the show. And I don't know. Okay. Kind of feels like the show was for me. <laughs> that's, that's why it was That's why I liked it. If I, I you, think... go, go on, Mike. Um...
3: I was gonna say I I think everybody has like this one kid show that is completely obscure that you years later you're like wait what was that about why does nobody talk about that because um, because I've got one like that too it's uh it was a show well we had the toys I, I vaguely remember the show as a kid it was called uh Jason the Wild Warriors never and, uh, it, and it was apparently a failed toy line but the toys are pretty awesome because because they're all like these weird vehicles some are like monster vehicles and some are like you know, the hero vehicles, but they all have interchangeable parts. You can mix and match them however you want. And we had every set, I believe. Um, but apparently it was a failed toy line. And, and I think we have most of it to this day um, at my parents' house. Uh, but I years later, I went searching for the cartoon because I remembered it. And there was only like 20-some episodes or something like that. And it was actually the ones I could find and watch were pretty good. Um, and like like I said, the, the plot's kind of weird. Um, there, there was a wizard for some reason. That was one of the good guys, but uh, about a robot war, I don't know. But, but yeah, it was just one of those weird, obscure things. It was like, hey, this is this is cool. Looking back thirty
1: years later, <clears throat> Luke. Any like obscure shows from that you watched as a kid?
0: I mean, there is one that I can think of, but it's gotten big, so. And in the lot where I grew up, like nobody knew what Voltron was. Voltron, yeah. Nobody knew what Voltron was in up in Maine, and I loved Voltron. And then when Power Rangers came out, th- this is one of the reasons why I didn't like Power Rangers because it was like ugh, they're just a ripoff of a Voltron, which it was. Um, but I, I loved Voltron in the, the, the Netflix series. I haven't watched all of them, but the first like two or three seasons was fantastic. Um, but the original show was also fantastic. Um, th- there was a couple other shows that I uh, I, I really liked. Um, oh, there was one, I can't even remember the name. C- Cadillacs and Dinosaurs. I just remembered <laughs> it. Cadillacs and Dinosaurs. I never had any of your toys, but I remember the show, and it was cool. Oh. It was cool.
3: Well, it's funny you should mention that because there's this, a website that I I follow. It's it's uh, it's called um, animationlegends.com, and what they do is they sell old animation sales. And and, and and they have different, like, uh, collections, I think they call them. And Calix and Asso is one of the collections they've been uh, hawking now for, like, a couple months. And also, if you're interested, they just re-released the Ghostbusters animated show, which uh, uh, that was what
1: attracted me to the website to begin with. That's cool. um, Because I was looking for a Christmas present. Greg, any obscure shows you watched as a kid?
2: If there was, I forgot them. Okay. (laughs) Yeah, I'm trying to think. I'm like, "Mm, no, can't remember any. Probably uh, swept those under the rug. But you need to finish the Netflix Voltron. It's really good.
0: Okay. All right. I'll, I'll I'll make a point to that. Um, uh, so, uh, just popped in the, uh, chat since we're, uh, Alex, do you have anything else to go on? Gridman? Uh,
1: Yeah. I, I just would say, you know, if you, as a kid watched the superhuman samurai show, I've looked up clips on YouTube and it looks awful, (laughs) but (laughs) I probably would have loved it when I was that age. Um, If you grew up with Superhuman Samurai or you also had the toys, it might be worth it to check out SSSS Gridman because that's pretty cool.
0: Now, Alex, I tried to watch one of the uh, episodes today. Mm -hmm. Um, They had them on Google where you could buy them. Um, And then I found them on Crunchyroll, but it was only in Japanese. Is there a place that you would suggest um, if somebody wanted to check this out where they could check it out? In English, maybe?
1: Um, yes, there is an English dub out. Uh, that is on Funimation.com.
0: On Funimation.com. Mm. Okay, I, ju- I just all double-checked. Right. <laughs> so. Um, all right. Well, it is almost uh, 7 o'clock. Um, I think we have time to do geek outs. Um, does uh, everybody have a geek out? Mm-hmm um
2: let's start with greg you want to go lead us out um well there's a lot of things right now um so picking one is difficult um i've been having a lot of fun experimenting with xcloud though really okay um yeah and i've got i bought this controller to try it first which this has a mount you mount your phone to it but then walmart had this one the razor one on sale for almost nothing um i was able to play an xbox one game on a 4g connection that was only getting seven megabytes down okay on the road and it was fantastic It worked without issue.
0: Now, my question is, what kind of game were you playing?
2: Hellblade. Oh, okay. Okay. And amazingly, you don't have to have a controller for that one. You can actually play it with touch controls. Huh. I don't even know how that would work. They basically put the controls on the screen, so the A's down here, and yeah. Well, I mean, I I know how it works. I just... it, it actually worked better than I thought it would. But that type of a game, um, way better with a controller. Way better with a controller. Okay. But um, been having a lot of fun. I'm hoping that they expand it to web browsers. I think they should even consider putting it on, um their consoles because you have the the series s which is much weaker than the series x but it'd be nice if you could stream to it but i've i've been having a lot of fun with it
0: i mean i have um uh ps now playstation Mm -hmm. now and i enjoy it a, a lot but i would like them to expand it uh i would like them to make it so that you don't have to have a dual shock controller to play PlayStation 3 games. Cuz I have lots of other Bluetooth controllers that I could use, but I got to use my only PlayStation 4 controller to play pay- PlayStation now it it's dumb. It's dumb. But yeah, um, I'm interested to see what uh, happens with XCloud because I mean Google's out yeah they're out seemingly they're, now they're dying i i put out an article the other day that uh, basically said that uh um that the the one game that google had released since they were they they fired all of their development staff no they can't can even it. they can't even fix the game the one can game that they had it. already put out oops nope. <laughs> so yeah all right um next off uh let's mike you got one
3: yeah ah, it's a quick one so throughout this series history um i have talked a lot about fallout 76 um, that's kind of yeah. that was kind of our starting point to the whole series yeah um, i have maybe 800 hours now in fallout 76 um and that is my introduction. To the Fallout world. like that, That's the first one I seriously played. I have owned Fallout 4 since it came out in 2015 uh, and when I first got it I put maybe two hours into it. Um, kind of forgot the twist like an hour into it and I was like, I don't have time for this. I already know what's going to happen. I'm not, I'm not going to worry about it. But now that I have time I decided to pick it back up again. And I'm enjoying the hell out of it. Cool. <laughs> it,
0: it's, uh, how far, How far are you?
3: Um, the Brotherhood of still is just rolling into town. Um, okay. So, so I'm, I'm, I'm getting along. Um, but yeah, the, the funny thing about playing it is I do suddenly have retroactive complaints about Fallout 76 that I didn't have before. I, <laughs> my, it's true. My, my, my biggest complaint is I think this game looks better just yeah. as far as textures and things.
0: Yeah. What do you- yeah that's what we've been saying. <laughs> you know you're yeah. not the only one that has done this either because Bobby Bobby, who we were just talking mm-hmm. about here a little bit ago, Bobby same thing 76 was his first introduction to the Fallout universe pretty much and he decided he he loved 76 me Alex and uh, and Bobby we, assaulted the the main base and got the nuke and everything you know we all played that to get together because you know three of us were on pc and enjoyed the hell out of it and but bobby kept playing and he loves that game but then he just decided to play four and same thing he had complaints (laughs) with 76
3: (laughs) i mean that's my biggest complaint like i think the interface is much improved on Seventy Six than from Fallout Four. Um,
0: okay,
3: yeah. I, I I do like the idea of a settlement system, um, I, which I think is in some ways better than the camp system. Uh okay. But the, the the interface is clunky as hell in, in Fallout Four though. Um, mods, dude. Mods. Yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah I, I'm playing I'm playing it raw with just the uh, you know bug updates or whatever. Yeah. Uh, um, which I, I feel like I should do it that way just to get the full base experience at least
0: one of the cool mods that um is actually nice um that doesn't really take a whole lot from the game is the floral overhaul
3: okay Mm -hmm. where
0: you can you can add grass and everything because this is so far past the nuclear war that that is a possibility right you know so it's within the lore that that could actually happen in boston and it it gives it a little bit more of a uh um uh an overgrowth feel like um do you ever play enslaved? That sounds terrible. That was <laughs> that was a cool game. That was a cool game. Um uh, if if you ever get a chance to play that, that's that's a pretty fun game. Um But yeah, there's there's a lot of really cool mods that you can I mean if you're play even playing it on console. You know, you got the whole mod marketplace, um, and a lot of those are on there.
3: Uh, I'll through it a little bit one day. I didn't pick out anything, but I was, I was thinking about it.
0: Okay. All but right, I'm really gonna go. Oh, go ahead.
3: I, I, sorry, I really, really enjoyed it. I'm looking forward to getting through it.
0: Well, it's, it's a, it's a lot of fun. Uh, there's a lot of really cool, cool moments, and I tell you what, Valentine's the best.
3: Yeah, Valentine's I, I, the best. I've been hanging out with him. Yeah.
0: Um. I actually just bought the season pass for four because I had only played the vanilla game. So then I can play Far Harbor. That that was really the it was on sale the other day. So, okay. Um. So mine, uh, my geek out is on an anime series that Alex. Told me a hundred times to watch, <laughs> and I danger. didn't. I didn't. <laughs> we already did that episode. Um, but have you and, watched it yet? Yeah, yeah, I watched the whole thing. Oh, sweet! Loved it. Loved it. It was great. But we're getting off topic. Um, That's a no, up. Uh, Steinsgate. Yeah. Steinsgate. Steinsgate. Okay. Mike to bring this into perspective for you. Remember how um Parks and Recreation didn't get good until like episode 6 when Andy got the shoe shine stand? Yeah. Okay. Um that's kind of how Steinsgate is. Um until you get to like episode in my opinion episode like 11, it's interesting, but I mean it that that's 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 it. It's it's interesting. Um
1: I I disagree when, with Luke in this that I know I, I was I know. on the show. I'm like watching
0: the show, so shut up. Alex. Ten minutes in, but <laughs> <laughs> Go um, your way. Yeah, no. But when you get to <laughs> episode eleven, something happens that makes the show like real and cool, and well, the tell, impact tell us what it's of the about. actual,
1: huh? Tell us what it's about.
0: Okay. So what if you were an evil scientist, but not really? You know, you just say that and. You figure out one day how to send a text message into the past. Hmm. What are you going to do with that information? Well, obviously, with the scientific um, aspect, You're going to try to do something that's not intrusive, unimpactful. So you just try something silly, stupid first. And then you actually start doing some more things. Um, And then these text messages that he ends up sending to the past, he's realizing, you know... Okay, there's been other pieces of media before through the butterfly effect that these simple text messages are having overarching changes. And some of them are are seemingly small at the moment, and some of them seem, or some of them are immediately huge. But then that little change that you also made three or four episodes later, you find out that it actually has a big change and you never realized it, but now it's too, yet now you're too far. You can't go back. Um, and then later on, you know what? I'm not going to tell you the next part. I'm just going to say, if you, if you, if you, if you check it out,
2: <clears throat> what's the yes, name of it again?
0: Steinsgate. And it's I on Funimation. Time. In in English dub, and it's in it's uh, on it's free source. You know, you got you got your commercials and stuff, but it's mm-hmm. it's the free it, it's the free source for the Funimation site, and, and um, that's what I'm watching it on. Um, the Funimation's mobile interface kind of sucks. Um, I've been watching it on my PlayStation, um, and that's a little bit better. Um, but yeah, no, the, the, the show really picks up in, in, in a big way and I can't, I can't stop watching it. There's it's, it's, really gotten great. It's really gotten great. Um, and uh, I, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna talk anymore. I'm not gonna let out, try to let out any spoilers or anything because I, w- I want you guys to check it out. I want our listens, listeners to check it out because it's a cool show and it's not long it's like 26 episodes i mean there's two seasons but from what i hear the second season is okay um so
1: don't listen to luke it it gets good 10 minutes into the first like scene <laughs> it's good
0: um but on a on a side note to my geek out um my last geek out was on the retro pocket 2 um and i hadn't even gotten it yet but i was geeking out about all the things that it was going to be able to do and i got it and i've been playing it and well it's fantastic it's fantastic um it looks like a super though the one that i got looks like a super nintendo and uh it's it's great it's got hdmi out um it, it's android so the it connects to the play store so you can down, uh, download play store games and that's actually what i played android uh or uh, uh am2r on and it was great it was it was really great um i don't know if i would have enjoyed it as much on another another platform but uh anyway uh alex Finish this out with the your geek out.
1: All right, um, I've been getting back into listening to shortwave radio again because I, I used to be I used to be crazy about this. That uh, I, I don't have a real radio. That there there online tuners that you can use to to hear shortwave frequencies, and uh, I, I've been getting back into listening to shortwave radio. There's just there's just weird stuff out there that you can tune in to listen to and. I feel like this is something else that maybe only I'm excited about. But, uh, (laughs) um, you know, you can hear, like, air traffic controllers and, like, weird, like, science vessels putting out little blips and stuff. Um, The thing that kind of got me back into this is that I'm going to be doing a presentation to some of my other friends who are much cooler than you guys. And... uh, (laughs) kidding i'm kidding um i'm gonna be doing a a presentation have you seen my room (laughs) yeah it's dorky (laughs) anyway being mean being mean yeah um that i'm gonna be doing a presentation to something that i'm really excited about called number stations okay if you've never heard of these things number stations are these mysterious broadcasts that have been going on like forever since there's since there's been radio where somebody just gets on a random frequency and reads off numbers. Like at the same exact time of day, uh or or day of the week. It's a regularly scheduled thing. They just come on. Five, six, seven, nine, two, seven. Well, you know, for several minutes. And nobody really knows what these things are. They do have a history of being associated with espionage, though. So it is suspected that they are messages to actual spies. And you can you can hear these things on the shortwave radio if you know where and when to listen for them. So yeah, now, spooky stuff.
0: Now, I understand that there might be some, like, examples like back in the 60s or 70s or whatever but is there any like recent examples that we you know that actually was affiliated with espionage or anything
1: uh yes that's part of the presentation like the most prominent case in which a a number station was tied directly to spies real spies uh was in 1998 I believe it was that the FBI arrested a bunch of people who were involved with shooting down uh, an aircraft between uh, Florida and Cuba that was out there to, to rescue uh, people trying to flee the country and you know f- flee from Cuba to the United States. The Cuban military shot down this aircraft and it triggered a crackdown against known Cuban agents in the U.S., And among those who were arrested were five people who uh, had equipment and uh, all kinds of the ability to decode number stations. And it it was testified in court by both the FBI and the CIA that, yes, these people were definitely receiving uh, information from a well-known number station uh, that broadcast from Cuba... And it was giving them instructions to, uh, to aid in their es- efforts of espionage. That's the one big one. That doesn't mean that all number stations are definitely espionage rated r- related, but um, that particular one it still broadcasts. It's pretty easy to hear.
3: I read this article about a Russian one like uh, several years ago. I think it might even a cracked article where they talk about how there's there's one frequency. It's always live. And you can hear somebody walk into the room like once a day and read numbers, and then, yep. But but the the feed never cuts off; it's always constant. Um, but but uh, it's only once a day when somebody actually talks on it. That's probably UVB seventy six.
1: That sounds right. Buzzer. It's just a yep. buzzer, except yep, yep. for that's it. Just arr, 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 until somebody gets on and reads off some numbers. Nobody knows why. Yeah. <laughs> <Wow. clears throat> So
0: I, I'm all right. I'm that, end that, that. That... Alex, thank you very much for making the name of this podcast true within your geek out. It is random geek culture that you are talking <laughs> about.
1: <laughs> I wanted to include something that wasn't a movie or a video game.
0: Uh, yeah, I would no, like...
2: that's great.
3: I, I would like to point out too that the second he started talking about espionage stuff, the uh, the the recording thing cut off on my end. <laughs>
0: yeah i know. I, it, I heard, it I, heard I heard the chime yeah i was like oh, it, up. they're in, on to us in, in the craig record
1: <laughs> so where listen to your
0: oh yeah, no, the the craig rec- the craig recording was only a backup this mm-hmm. time okay. so so um and, and it got the it got the actual whole podcast to just cut off the geek outs so you know
1: Keep on your tinfoil hat because the lizard people are reading
0: your mind. <laughs> they took our <her> jet. <laughs> uh, oh, all right. Well, I think uh, I think we well, we did pretty good on time this time. Last time we went way off, um, and we actually got all our topics out before seven. So I I say that's a win. I say that's a win. Um, a the, Nintend- the Nintendo thing went a little bit longer than I had originally anticipated, but um, yeah, it's fine. It's fine. We did we did good. We did good, especially on our first two topics. So um, any, anyway, uh before we sign off, do you any of you guys have anything to say?
3: No. Buy some milk?
0: No. Yeah. Why milk? Why milk? Okay. Why? Why? Why milk? Oh, because we're out. Oh, oh, you're, you're <laughs> out of milk. Yeah. Yeah. I think if I were to go buy you milk and then ship it to you, that it, it would be spoiled by the time. It
3: would it, be, be cheese at that point.
0: it will be cheese. Um, dairy wine. Yeah. Dairy, dairy wine, fermented mare's milk. <laughs> um, I think that's what the Dothraki used to drink. <laughs> that was a random geek it uh, was that's a deep cut yeah deep cut Okay, so anyway uh, this has been Random Geek Culture in West Virginia I am your host Luke Hersey with me tonight was Alex, Mike, and Greg Um, and uh, if you enjoyed this you could like and subscribe if you're watching on YouTube if you're watching on Twitter make sure that you follow us and like us or whatever maybe even Throw us some, uh, throw some money or subscribe to us or whatever. Actually, I don't think the subscription thing is working yet. I think we've got to hit 500 hours or something like that. Or no, 50 Ooh. hours. I think it's 50 hours before Ooh. you can do the subscription. Only 49 and, more episodes ago. Yeah. And, of course, <laughs> if you're listening this on uh, Audible, thank you for listening to our audio section. Um, if you like this, you can check us out on Linktree. Uh, that's linktr.ee at no no slash link.tr.ee no linktr.ee you know what you know i'll oh just, my God, i'll dude. just post the stuff it
1: it'll be in the show notes
0: <laughs> it'll be there in the go. show notes ah uh, i love doing this guys this is so much fun welcome to the end
3: welcome <laughs> to the end hi Bye.
0: Bye. <clears throat> okay, all right. Um, so, uh, real quick, um, who popped into the chat? Bobby popped on. So everybody, say hi, Bobby. Hey, hi, Bobby. Bobby, uh, Bobby is um, the uh, technical director for the spin-off series, Bobby's Classic Cartridge Catalog, and we have two episodes coming up. Um, Here very shortly, Um, I think we're going to actually broadcast them on Twitch as well. Um, The first one um, is the Metal Gear Solid game. And I know these are supposed to be classic, obscure games. We're not playing the one for PlayStation. We're playing the one for Game Boy Color.
2: I bet you didn't know that one existed. Oh,
0: which by the way it's fantastic. It's so incredible what they were able to do with it on the Game Boy Color cartridge. It's it's it, it's 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 very exciting. Um you're, you you <laughs> just just check out the episode when it's when it's live. It's really cool. Uh, I um
3: certainly didn't know anything about Earthworm Jim 3D.
0: <laughs> right?
3: Until that episode.
0: Um, And then, of course, uh, uh, on the uh, next episode, we're going to do one that I've been wanting to do for a while. Um, We are doing Gunstar Heroes for Sega. And, man, that's a fun game. I didn't even know about that until a year ago. And first time I booted it up on an emulator, I was like, how have (laughs) I never played this game? This is so great. And then, of course, uh, there's the Game Boy Advance one. Um, so what we're gonna do is we're gonna split our time on that one. Usually we do like a, uh, a hidden gem and then a um, and then a bonus game. We're gonna split our time. We're gonna do Gunstar Heroes Sega and Gunstar Heroes Game Boy Advance um, for that entire segment. So that's those two episodes are gonna be really cool um, when when they are ready. Uh, gotta work out some scheduling stuff with um, with Bobby, but it'll be fun. It'll be a lot of fun. So, um, are you guys ready to move on to our last topic? Yeah. Okay. Um, so, uh, Nintendo just decided to announce, (laughs) Hey, we're going to do a direct tomorrow. Not tomorrow, tomorrow, but tomorrow when they announced it, it was a week ago. It was a week ago.
3: 500 days, and we got nothing, so we might as well just give you something, anyways.
0: Yeah, it was over 500 days that we had gotten a Nintendo Direct, and all of a sudden they're like, hey, we got a Nintendo Direct. So, I mean, I set my clock. We were, we were, me, Cassie, and Bella were watching it over dinner. You know, we usually watch like Big Bang Theory or something, but no, that's what we were watching that night. And um, the girls, the girls were, were enjoying uh, bits and pieces of it, especially when they got to the Animal Crossing part, um, which I mean, it looked. Uh, I like Animal Crossing. I really like the new Animal Crossing. Um, but uh, uh, I, I thought when they were doing the Mario stuff that I was like, uh, it's just going to be a bunch of, you know, but then they announced that they're going to have a warp pipe that you can set down. And I thought that was really cool.
3: Nice.
0: Um, But um, so did you guys, did did any of you guys watch the Nintendo direct? No, (laughs) just the highlights. I watched part of it.
1: I I usually read about these things afterward. Yeah. I'll I'll watch the Twitter recap afterwards. Mm -hmm. I mean, there's parts of it. I'm excited about Um, bravely Default was an an excellent game that I played on the 3DS and I never played, never played bravely second, never got around to it, but I'm going to play this one. Bravely default is very much in the style of a classic, uh, final fantasy game, old school final or, fantasy. It's great. I'm here for that. It's like back when there used to be classes that anybody could be any class and, and all mm. that. And, um, See, Bravely Default was originally a Final Fantasy game, and then Square Enix pulled their branding late in their development because they don't want to be associated with good games anymore. (laughs) And um, they had to just, like, take all the, you know, licensed stuff out of the game. So you still get Black Mage and Fighter and, you know, Monk, all the classic Final Fantasy classes. It's nice. Bravely Default.
2: All four. I'm looking forward to that one. Yeah. So,
0: um, apart from that, there was also another Square announcement, uh, announcement which was uh, what was the name of that? It was, um, oh, it's in the world of uh, um, Octopath Traveler. It's Mm -hmm. the same animation style, but it's currently working title, Project Triangle Strategy. Which it's it's a tactics game that um, is in the style of um, octopath traveler
3: they're going to call it step the path navigator
0: <laughs> in <It's> the <a> prequel <laughs> octopath Nav- <laughs> um, so I I don't know I, I watched some videos on it and um, one of the one of the guys was like, "Yeah, it's pretty much just you know throwing Octopath together with you know uh, Fire Emblem, and I don't really like that idea." And I'm like, "How is it throwing in Fire Emblem? If anything, it's merging um, tactics like Tactics Advanced, especially Tactics Advanced, um, Final Fantasy oh, Tactics Advance, and in Octopath." That's that's really w- what it is, and and I'm sorry, I dig it, and you can go download the de- demo now.
2: I downloaded it. I haven't played it yet. Oh, I, I did not do that. <laughs> so we all have downloaded it and
0: haven't played it.
3: I haven't even downloaded it, but I will, and then not play it.
0: Oh, <laughs> <laughs> um, Mike, or no, no, who do you? Yeah, you. Oh, you were borrowing my. Octopath copy. Yeah. Did you ever
3: that, play it? No. I, I played the demo originally. Um, but I, I never played the, the full copy. I, I got into Animal Crossing and I never looked back.
0: Oh, it's great. It's really fantastic. It's a it's a it's a really every every like classic RPG game has to add some kind of mechanic for it to be at all worth it. Um and it, it had some really cool mechanics to it that just made it fantastic. Uh, a lot of fun to play. Uh, it, it, and um, it, remind, it reminds me of what uh, Alex was saying about the, the, the Bravely Default uh, mechanic. Um, what, what was the mechanic in that? Because I haven't played it.
1: Yeah. Um. Bravely Default, it's like on your turn, you can default, which skips your turn, but then next time, you'll get to Brave, and that is using two turns at once. And you can stagger your characters out and get a lot of strategies like that to where, you know, you hold back, hold back, and then boom, four turns in a row. You just, you know, beat them down.
2: See...
0: Um, Octopath was kind of like that where, um, you, you, if you waited, th- uh, what was it? Three or four turns, you could stack your special ability, yeah. you know, basically mm-hmm. you could chip, 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 and then, you know, really, you know, hit them hard with either magic or, or, or whatever. Um, and, and it was a really kind of a cool mechanic cause it was basically a multiplier, you know, um, and I I I'm I'm looking forward to how they use a similar mechanic in triangle strategy.
1: I had not thought about that. But yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah I just I'd, I I am if they just make a tactics game and just use the style, that's a waste. That's not they've good. got that's... they've got to import incorporate some kind of special mechanic. Um, And I, if they incorporate that one. That's great. Uh, I'm I'm all on board with it. So, um, yeah, let's see. Oh yeah, Star Wars Hunters. Because oh.
1: the
0: because the first the first game that we we kind of get an actual <laughs> announcement about is from Zanga. Like really, like, re- I I mean, I, I was just talking about it, how great you know the the. But here's the thing. Here's the thing. There are other companies that are going to have an option to make Star Wars games. Yes, I have a little bit of a bias against Zenga games.
3: But they have thing. something
0: to prove. They have something to prove, so maybe? You
1: maybe. know, I remember reading that like description and my my excitement level started at 10 and just made it down to zero the more of it I read. Star Wars Hunters. Oh, okay. It's made by Zynga Games. Okay. It's free <laughs> to play. Mm-hmm. And it features microtransactions.
3: Oh. No, nothing says mm. I miss EA like uh, doing, doing a national like that right now. <laughs> because... I know.
0: See, the only thing that it makes me think of is the current... Season with Fortnite. It is Hunters, and um, uh, Dinjarin is in it. Uh, but there's also uh, uh, the Predator is in it, and Kratos is I think in it, or or was introduced in the season. But it, it's it's a whole bounty system. Um, that they've incorporated in it where you can take on bounties and then you can hunt down characters you know it, the, in the map it gives you the area where they are they're in and as you get closer the, the circle shrinks and everything and it sends you in, uh, in, in a closer direction and then you find, find who you're hunting and they can you know you, you can get, a, get money for that contract or, or not um, if you don't kill them in time um, but also, if you have a teammate, they can be targeted by somebody else, and then you can actually get um, money for protecting your person at the end of the bounty period. It's it's a cool mechanic on on you know the the formula of Fortnite, um, and I can only th- assume that Hunters is gonna have that kind of mechanic,
3: or it's gonna be like Words of Friends. <laughs> w- words, w- w- en- words with en- droids,
0: en- enemies with guns. There you go. <laughs> uh, um,
1: there will be good Star Wars games. We have to keep telling ourselves that. That's right. They're, they're getting the dregs out of the way first. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, the Ninja Gaiden collection is coming to yeah. uh, Switch. That's. I, I actually only played a little bit of ninja gaiden so i'm actually kind of excited that it's coming to switch i mean when they come out with collections on switch the the i'm i'm kind of happy um like for instance they just announced yesterday that tony hawk one and two the remake is coming to switch i'm i'm actually excited about that too yeah so um oh plants versus zombies <laughs> <playing service. laughs> Zombies is coming.
3: Me of droids.
0: Yeah, it's the battlefield uh, backyard backyard battlefield or whatever. The 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 third person. What? Okay. How, Moving how on. do they
1: take such a simple and successful concept and then ruin it over and over and over again? Because <laughs> that's Plants. The original was really neat. Why can't they do that again?
0: Now remind me, was Plants vs. Zombies made by EA? Bingo.
1: Was it? <laughs> no, I don't
0: know. I no, don't but remember. it might as well been. Um Stubbs oh. the Zombie is coming. I was excited about that because that was like an exclusive Xbox title and it hitting on Switch. Stubbs the Zombie was cool. I liked Stubbs the Zombie. It was, It was... Okay. Alex... Answer me this. <laughs> what is the coolest part about Diablo 2?
1: Being the necromancer.
0: Being the necromancer. <laughs> okay. Summon a zombie horde. It's exactly what you do is Stubbs the zombie. Oh, you yeah. infect people and you make a horde. Now there are some throwaway missions. They kind of ruined it a little bit with the missions and stuff, but there was parts of that that was really cool. So just okay. if it has a demo, try check out the demo, you know, but um, oh, and of course, Monster Hunter Rise. We were we knew that that was coming. Um, they just kind of gave us an extended trailer for it. I actually wasn't excited at all for it um, until I watched the trailer during the direct. And I was like, I think I might check this out because I've played some Monster Hunter games and I can't get into them. I know, Greg, that you are have been into Monster Hunter games, uh, but I've just never really been into them. Did you try the demo? Huh? Did you try the demo? The demo for Rise? No, I haven't did, tried the demo for Rise. Is it uh, is it out there right now? Yeah. OK, I'll, yep. I'll have to check it out then. Um. Oh, no more Heroes 3. No more Heroes 3 is coming. So that's that's exciting.
1: I've never got to you play know? one of those games before, and I kind of want the first
0: to. First one was great. Yeah. The first one was really cool, especially when you got to m- mow the guy's lawn and um, like uh, collect kitties. Yeah, that was really. <laughs> it was it was such a disparity from the formula of just hack and slash. It because the thing was was you you. The, the, the thing about No More Heroes that was kind of cool was it was just this guy that ordered a lightsaber off of eBay and it was an actual lightsaber. Yeah. <laughs> and the the thing that was cool about the story was, OK, if we're going to try to put some realism into this idea, let's actually throw some realism in there. Make the guy do errands for people. <laughs> I, I No More Heroes 1 was cool. Um and and 3 looks to be pretty cool as well. Um if you get a chance to play No More Heroes 1, I did I haven't played 2 so I can't speak to it. Mike, did you play 2?
3: I haven't played any of them. You didn't play?
0: Then whose did I I thought I played yours. No. I,
3: um I think it was Aaron might have had it at one point.
0: Maybe that's what it was maybe that's what it was
3: somebody had it in
1: college but it wasn't
3: me
0: must have been aaron
1: so
3: Mike,
0: um, you
1: say you play monster hunter no oh okay no okay. Greg.
0: Yeah. Greg. greg
1: greg greg you play monster hunter mm-hmm.
0: yeah
1: thoughts on the new monster hunter game
2: um it had a the combat was pretty good it had a decent flow um kept to the usual system um it does look like it would be fun to have it on the switch to be portable it um it is very much obviously a switch game for anyone who thinks they're gonna play it you know compare it to the other ones um so it does have its limitations but it was really fun of course they only let you play so many missions in the demo so it's a very limited And you're playing the early missions, so you don't get a deep feel for it, but it's fun.
0: See, the thing that I never liked about some of the other Monster Hunter games that I played, like I played the one for... for PlayStation Pocket, um, for PSP, um, and then I played one other for... I think it was PC. Um, And both of them just kind of gave me a mmo vibe when it was wo- when it wasn't an mmo so i i don't know yeah, i it's I, kind of an I, mmo <clears throat> so i i'm interested to see this one and i will try out that demo and see what i think of it is is it a little bit of uh is it within the same formula or is it a little a little bit it's... um faster
2: paced it's... The formula is closer to Monster Hunter World. Okay. Um, d- d- go alone. Go with friends. Go on a f- uh, set map. Hunt down the monster. Kill other monsters along the way. Harvest stuff to make your potions, your traps, your whatever. Um, but you find the main monster, and you hunt it, and you kill it. It's, it's pretty... It's pretty basic uh, concept. Um, the deep. only... Yeah, the only the only thing that makes it um, interesting, although Monster Hunter eventually did wear out for me because of this, um, is the combat, and you can switch between multiple. I guess you could call them classes when you switch your weapons, and some of them are very neat to play, but um, eventually it does wear out for me. But this one, I've tried some of the classes, and they were they were pretty fun, interesting combat okay I'm glad well, I'm to hear
1: from out. a fan of that because I feel like this Nintendo Direct had a lot of stuff that you know I'll bet other people are super excited about like Splatoon 3 <laughs> I I don't care I don't care, I but, don't I'll, care but I'll bet there's some fans of those games that are gung ho for Splatoon 3 and the same with Monster Hunter I'm not interested in those games I've tried them I don't like them but There's guys like Greg who are, yeah, new Monster Hunter, you know? You you plan on getting it?
2: I haven't decided yet because they're not nearly as fun solo. Okay. So (laughs) if I can't find anybody to play it with me, I may not. Yeah.
1: Uh, Games like that. I mean, I play MMOs and I wouldn't want to play it by myself.
0: Mike, I want to get your take on this. Okay. Um. Mario Golf Because you you're more of a die-hard Nintendo fan than I am and I'm a pretty big Nintendo fan and I just I uh, uh they announced it and I was like eh. what what did what did you think about it
3: I I have never been too big on Mario sports related things often they are pretty good um that said I can't think of an example right of hand I think Mario Strikers was Strikers. good from what I hear. That's, that's... Um, I feel like there was a Mario Tennis that I played at one point. That may have been a Wii title. Um, I remember enjoying that. There's a new one on Am Switch. I... It's pretty cool. Okay. Yeah. It might have been a yeah, demo.
0: I, I played that one when it was um, open demo where it had no restrictions. It was like for a month or something. And um, I, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed
3: and it. Personally, a lot of my nintendo fandom comes from non-mario entities <laughs> um like I, i've skipped over entire uh, games mario games like uh uh galaxies i haven't played either of those um what yeah which i, I now that they have it re-released i'm thinking about it but i, I haven't pulled the trigger yet uh, what, what i mentioned in, like there was no metroid or zelda announcement I don't know. Uh, we, I was super expecting a Metroid one because it's been a long time since we've had a Metroid. 2010 at least.
2: I've played previous Mario. Hold on, golf um, games.
0: my audio just—I don't, don't know why.
3: I thought I saw something change.
0: Um, the stream's still getting it. Okay. So um, just hold on one second, everybody.
1: Talk amongst much yourselves
2: now recording
1: you've never played any of the Mario Galaxy games no uh, um
3: for some reason I didn't play those and I don't know why I think it had more to do with being broke in those days and and that was just one of the sacrifices I made for being broke
0: oh I got what happened okay
1: they're pretty great gotta tell ya second one less so but you know
3: I was always bigger on Metroid, so if I had to choose, for like for Christmas between Metroid and Mario, I was going to pick Metroid every time. Or Zelda, if that so were an bad.
0: option. What did I miss? I'm sorry, I couldn't hear anything.
1: Uh, Metroid and Zelda. That, yeah, no news on that. Um...
0: Well, that was the the point that I was trying to get at was a lot <laughs> of those, so. a lot of us classic fans. We got no love at the, the Nintendo Direct. I mean, they announced Skyward Sword, and
3: which, to be fair, that's the only Zelda I haven't played in the mainline series.
2: I haven't played it either, so I do want to play it.
3: Luke disagrees
1: with me on this, but I, I'm totally serious when I say I think Skyward Sword is like my third favorite Zelda game, which which is a high rank because. nothing's ever going to beat link to the past and ocarina of time. Third is
0: see, I pretty high. I was watching spawn wave this morning. Uh. um, And he actually made a good point, which was, um, and, and I think this might be myself as well. He couldn't get into the game because of the motion controls. And I tried to play that game and got pretty far all three times <laughs> but ended up putting it down and he said you know I'll probably play the game you know a little bit with the motion controls check it out but I'll probably just ultimately use the actual control stick option because they added a control stick option um, with the um, the D- or the the Switch light mm-hmm. in mind. And I'm like, I do want to recheck out this game because there's a lot of people that have Alex's sentiment that it's like the one of the best Zelda games. I just couldn't get into it. It
1: is absolutely inseparable from its motion controls. Like, they are ingrained in every part of the game, and if you really hate motion controls, then eh, I don't know if that joystick thing's going to work as well as it th- they say it does. I, I don't I don't know. But that said, it is also the best offering of motion controls on the system. The Nintendo Wii. That there is no better game to fully feature motion controls than Skyward Sword.
2: See. <sighs>
0: Have you played Red Steel Two?
1: It's better than Red Steel Two.
0: You have you played Red Steel Two?
1: I've played some of Red Steel Two. Yes.
0: <laughs> I thought you had only played Red Steel One.
1: I, I I played some of it because people told me, "Oh, you're gonna play Red Steel 2, and I tried it. Red Steel I tried 2 it. was great. And it it Red was, Steel was great. It was great. I'm not saying it wasn't great. I'm, so, I'm saying Skyward Sword is better.
0: Um. Also, did you play Wii Sports Resort? Yeah. Yeah. Because Wii Sports Resort was really kind of great, especially its sword mechanic. Its sword mechanic was really great. Um, But uh, the thing that I I, I played constantly on Wii Sports Resort was the archery. I loved the archery. There but, was something
1: um, that really worked with like drawing back and then releasing and, and, mm-hmm. you know, and you, you, you really feel it. You, yeah.
0: yeah. Especially when the, uh, when you have the, uh, um, the, the volume up all the way on your, on your mode, and you, you pull back and it, and it click. Oh yeah. yeah. Click. Yeah. That uh, was a- uh,
3: I will amend my uh, statement about Skyward Sword to say it, I did own the game. I got it for Christmas one year, but at the time did that I did, got it, my, my Wii was on the fritz and I never bothered to get it working again. So somewhere in West Virginia is still that original Wii in, in its original wrapping. <laughs> I, I don't think I even opened it.
0: Didn't I give you a sensor bar at one point in time saying, here, now you can play it.
3: Yeah. But um, at that point I I pretty much lost the Wii. <laughs>
0: I, oh yeah that's right it, it, it's
3: in my shed somewhere I've not seen it for a, at least eight years
0: yeah um mine's mine's still hooked up in the in the in the playroom here
1: I'm um, not gonna get the Skyward sword remake I already played it I don't want to play <laughs> it again but uh
0: fair
1: enough I, i'm, I'm happy game. for people who never got a chance to play it before chance now.
0: Um, I, I was, I was surprised that they didn't even mention Metroid. I, I'm the thing that I'm actually worried about because it seems like a no brainer to me. Of course, Nintendo doesn't usually work on my wavelength. Um, is why they aren't coming out with a Metroid prime anthology. One, two, and three, because there's a lot of people that haven't played. I only played one. I didn't play two and three, so I feel like Nintendo needs to come back out with that.
1: I'm pretty sure Nintendo hates Metroid. Like I think that's so that's my conclusion. Yeah.
3: I I would be satisfied with a a you know side scroller 2D version because I think they do those the best anyways. I, I wasn't super thrilled about um, the Primes. Um, I thought I thought the third one did well with the Wii mechanics. Um, and the second one was innovative, but just something about it I didn't care for. I, I finished it just for the sake of finishing it, but I probably wouldn't if it wasn't. If it was any other series, I probably wouldn't have finished it. Um, and I enjoyed the first one, but I, I, th- I think by the time you get to the end of those games, it's, it's the lack of story that makes it kind of fall flat. And I think that's why I like the third one better is because it had the most story of any of any of the mainline Metroid games.
0: Me and um, Alex... Super... Did... Oh, go
3: ahead. Super Metroid would always be my favorite. I don't think they'll overtop top it.
0: Have you played AM2R? No. You need to play AM2R. Because it's by... Uh, I'm going through and replaying all of the Metroid games... Um I'm on Fusion now. I didn't replay the first one. Um but I can do zero
3: mission. That's just uh, as good. Better actually.
0: Okay, well i I'll, I'll, I'll I have zero mission on on uh the advanced simulator. So I'll I'll hit up zero mission. Um but AM2R is a remake of the second one and it's okay. fantastic. Fan Fantastic. Yeah. Now, what I think that Nintendo should do is they should remake one in the same vein as Other M.
3: Ooh. How <laughs> going I, I play that one?
0: Other M, its story sucked.
3: Yeah, that, yeah, that's but the
0: gameplay so I... mechanics were cool. And that's what made it halfway decent. It had some pretty cool game mechanics. And I think if they remade one in the vein of Other M, the 2.5, with some background shooting mechanic, that would be cool. I think that would be cool.
1: You know, Other M, I I still have a sore point. It got so much hate from like game media and stuff. And I think everybody think the people criticizing it had never played a 2d game before and 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 just just couldn't stand that it wasn't metroid Are you Prime. Gonna shake 4. Your old man i am shaking my old man cane. <laughs> you kids metroid prime was not the first metroid game ever made okay <laughs> you know some of us really like that 2d platformer style and they did that with other m i liked it it was clunky I'm not gonna say it isn't clunky, and the story was stupid. Like <laughs> that, that's why
0: that's I just get it
1: <laughs> You know, but gameplay mechanics innovation, I loved it. So uh, now, I just, get off I think, my lawn.
0: I, I think that Metroid has a possibility to really, really come back in a big way, and I think it's been a, a long enough that I think that they can just, yeah, sure, they can come out with Metro Prime 4, but there are other options. And I think that's one that they should explore. Um, so um, anything else you guys want to mention on the Nintendo Direct? Because I think we're, we're done with that one.
3: I, I missed the Animal Crossing news, um, which is the only game that would have interested me in the whole thing, I believe.
0: Basically, um, all they did, all they said, was that they're gonna continue the the Mario 35th anniversary on Animal Crossing, okay. and they're gonna come out with new items. There's gonna be um, uh, blocks that you can get, and you can set up kinds of traps and everything. You can actually make a, like a whole Mario world, huh. and then you can also buy a warp pipe that will warp you to another side of the island so you could actually make it make an area that you cannot access at all without the warp pipe so you can make it you could make an actual like mario level with an achievable goal that is only achievable if you go through the level
3: i'm here for that
1: kind of neat
0: yeah yeah, it's, uh, I'm. I am interested to see what the community makes.